Welcome to the Dwellings Podcast. We're glad you tuned in. Enjoy this message by Pastor Gunnar. Here's what I know. Here's, here's what I know. What God does in this room is only part of what the experience of knowing him and being in, in, uh, in the family of God looks like. A huge part of what we do at the dwelling and a huge part of what the church is supposed to be is living in community with each other. All right, so our, our community our community signups are happening today, and I want, to, I want Ashley to stay up here for a minute, and I want her to tell us a little bit about this. Turn back around here. All right, come on, tell us about communities. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Let me take this off. Okay, cool. Community signups open today, which is, what that means is that we have 10 groups that are about to start meeting. They have not started meeting yet. We have two weeks where signups are just going to be open. And you can go online. You can look at where the groups are meeting, what day they're meeting, what time they're meeting, and choose whatever one is best for you, whatever one is best for your family, and sign up. And then the last week of February is when the groups are going to start meeting for the first time. It's going to be a 12-week semester, so you'll meet with this group of people every week for 12 weeks, and really special things are going to happen. Um, So don't miss out. Make sure you get into a group. Um, the leaders, the community group leaders for this spring are going to be wearing these lanyards today. And there's a QR code. <clears throat> so you take out your camera and it's going to pull up the sign up link. And, oh, it needs face ID. Hold on. Okay. And so then you'll be able to scroll and we have pictures of all the leaders. You'll be able to see all of the groups. Yes. They're so beautiful. Um, and choose whichever one is best and browse a little bit, you know. Um, so anyway, let me just read these to you. We have an Ardsley Park community, downtown Savannah community, Effingham community, Georgetown community, (laughs) Kensington, Kensington Park community. We have three pooler communities (laughs) represent West Savannah, which is going to be meeting in the warehouse, which is super cool. And then a Wilmington Island community. So yes. Plenty of options. Get yourself in a group of people. Just go after Jesus together. It's going to be amazing. Come on. Awesome. Is this yours? You can have that too. Hey. Thedwellingchurch.org. That's our website. Go on the website. There's a button that says join a community. So you can click that link. It's going to take you straight to the signups. We're also going to have, oh, is that it? Yeah. Nice. Um, And then we'll have two iPads out in the lobby after service, and you can sign up there as well. Okay. Thank you. All right, let's put the other Q. Well, give them. Yeah, put the other QR code up too. If you're a first time guest today, do this one, okay? The big one, and uh, and fill out a connect card for us so we can get to know you. Make sure you get a gift on your way out at the Greenery Wall for being here this this morning. It's gonna be awesome. It's a coffee mug. Youth camping trip is happening in spring break. Registration is up on the website thedwellingchurch.org. Just click the events button and you can register there. Also, um, there's a parents' night happening March 14th. So if you're a parent of any age child or student, uh, youth, this is kids, babies, everybody, um, we're having a parents' night March 14th. Registration is also on that events tab on the website. This is going to be really cool. we got a meal and child care and meal for your kids as well, pizza, I think. And, uh, and you can sign up, so we need a registration for you. But what we're going to do is you're going to be able to hang out with other parents 
that are at the same stage of life that you are and ahead of you. How many know it's really valuable to be around some people that are a little bit ahead of you in the parenting adventure? So if you're a parent, this is going to be invaluable. It's going to be a panel. We're going to be talking about some really important topics about stuff. This is our first ever parent night, and this is why we're doing it. We want to equip you. We want to get on. We are on your team. Okay, we're not doing our thing and then you go off and do your thing. We want to help you do the thing that God's called you to, to do. And that is, number one, you're, you're priests of your homes. You are, you, are, you are the people that are raising up kingdom kids for Jesus. And, um, and they're going to change the world. But we want to pour into you. And that's what that is. Okay, so um, today, I, is it okay if we wait, Rob, until the end? I feel like what the Lord wants to do with healing is connected with this. So, um we're going to be praying for the triggers at the end of the service. If I forget it, shout me down like you ain't never shouted me down before, okay? But these guys are headed out to Burundi as a nation in Africa um, uh, next or this week, actually. And so we're going to pray for those guys and send them off. And uh, it's going to be awesome. So I want to encourage you to commit to pray for them, too. And we'll do that at the end of service today. I want to, I want to give a word today. This is our Family Matters series. You remember the whole Steve Urkel thing from last week? Did I do that? Who was a big fan of that show growing up? I was, and uh, I can hear the theme song right now in my head. But the question is, like, when we're doing community together, we need to be asking ourselves the question, like, are we really doing this? Like, are we, are we being to each other what we want to be? And I think this is really appropriate since we're kicking off communities. And we talked about loving one another last week. And today, I want to bounce off of that, and I want to talk what... Talk about what love actually looks like, and I want to talk about honor today. Everybody say honor. honor. All right, so Romans 12, verse 10, says this, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. How many competitive people have I got in the room? Like, you get mad when you lose. All right, yeah, some of us couldn't care less, but some of us are like, no, we need to do that one again. Like, we're going to change the rules in the middle. We're going to, you know, fam family game night never goes well because of you, okay? Just kidding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but outdoing somebody. Some of y'all, like, that's my thing. Like, if I could just be on, I could just be the number one, you know? Like, well, this is, Paul, I love this terminology, this is, this is going to light some of you up, outdoing each other in honor. What if we showed up in our, in our environment, in our, in our Sunday morning, or at our workplace, or in our community, or even when we get our kids ready in the morning for school, and we're trying to outdo each other with honor? That would be really, really encouraging, wouldn't it? And, uh, and so I want to talk about honor, because sometimes, sometimes, and I didn't know this until recently, actually, I always had an idea about honor and what that was, but then I realized that some people come from environments where honor, especially church environments, where honor is actually tainted a little bit, and honor looks like the spiritual leader demanding honor from the people. And so, pastor appreciation, if I don't get that Rolex, like, I'm serious. I'm dead serious. It happens. And like that, I want, you to, I want you to know that if someone has ever pressured you to honor, that is not honor. Yeah. Honor is freely given. And so I want to I give a definition of honor, and I like this one. 
Honor is recognizing and affirming the value of a person. It's recognizing and affirming the value of a person. So God ascribes value to people. God says you're valuable. Honor is agreeing with God about what God says about that person in your life. Now, these people could be really nice and easy to get along with, or these people could be total jerks. The responsibility is the same. I am called as an image bearer of God, one who's created in his image, to image God myself, to be an imager, but also to recognize the image of God in others and to affirm it. The value that God has ascribed to Christy, I can see it. I can see it. The, the value that God has ascribed to William. Like, if William's acting like a fool, I can still see through it. Not that you are. You're, you're awesome. But I can see through it, and I can see Jesus. I can see God, because he's made in the image of God. And so no matter how, how jacked up somebody is, there's always a responsibility to honor that person. Okay? Even if they're not on the same political spectrum you are, even if they don't have the same uh, life, life choices, they haven't made the right choices that you think they should make with their life, or maybe they're not far enough down the spiritual like timeline that you are, honor is a responsibility. It is the duty of Christ followers. All right, so a popular understanding of honor is that it's given to people who've paid a price for it. And I think that's true. I think I look out at some of you guys that serve in our military and and these families, you paid a price. You paid a price. I look at people that that have been walking with Jesus for a long time. And when somebody actually suffers for him, I'm going to lean in because I've got some respect. I got mad respect for somebody who's actually, it's cost them something to walk with Jesus. And so there is that. But honor cuts through all of it and says, even if I'm not worthy of it, I'm still going to honor. Even if this person has mistreated me, if this person has been ugly to me, this threatened me, they've, they've, they've been really ugly. My responsibility is to cut through all of that garbage and see the image of God in them, and I can honor them if I see that. Are y'all with me this morning? Is this hard? Yes, it's hard. And it's, I mean, like, unless I give my, I've depended upon the Holy Spirit in my life, I can't do this on my own. Like, I need that kind of grace to do that. I need power to do that. And so honor, I love this definition too. Honor is celebrating a person for who they are without stumbling over who they're not. I mean, you know, some people, you got, they got a lot of stumbling stuff that you could stumble over, but honor is looking through that giving him honor, ascribe or affirming the value that God has ascribed. And so what does the honor look like? What is this? I, I really think that honor is love expressed because I mean, you know, love's meant to be experienced, not just explained. And so how is it expressed? And I think it looks like honor. And so I've got four points, but y'all wouldn't be able to go to Cracker Barrel. And so I'm just going to do a couple of these. Okay. So honor is expressed in covenant. Everybody say covenant. 
I believe that one of the transitions that's happening right now in the American church is that we're transitioning from radical um, individualism to covenant community mindset. I think that a lot of uh, this personal relationship stuff, that's good because if you don't make it personal, you don't make it personal. But I think we can get so me and Jesus and our little two-member club that we forget that there's a body and a family that we're supposed to be connected to and we're supposed to be pouring into and letting them speak into us and pour into us. And that's actually where life is. And that it's not just a, it's not just church shopping or it's not just, you know, I think I'll just do this activity. No, it's actually finding a family, a community and coming into covenant. And some of y'all get nervous already because it sounds like cult. But I'm telling you, the body of Christ is not a come and go thing. Just because I don't agree with someone doesn't mean that they're not my brother and sister in Christ. Just because I don't look like somebody, sound like somebody, act like somebody else doesn't mean that it gives me a pass to not honor them and consider them family. And so biblical community it's not just meeting in a home and like, all right, well, great. See y'all later. It's not just coming to church. Oh, worship was awesome. You know, this was great. Let's go home. No, biblical community is being in covenant with one another because we are one. We're one with him and we're one with each other by the spirit. Unity is possible. Now, uniformity is not unity. Right. And I think sometimes when we this is why we've got this jacked up thing about unity is that we split up into all different kind of churches. Like if your flavor is this, then you go over here. If your flavor is this, go over here. I don't think there's anything wrong with preferences and things like that. That's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. But we can't just cut ourselves off from the body of Christ because of differences. Uniformity is everybody looks the same, talks the same, acts the same. Everything's the same. And that's boring. And God didn't want it that way. And he's, he, he didn't make it that way. And he doesn't want us to live that way. He wants this beautiful, colorful differences. Just the dynamics of the body of Christ should just look like a tapestry. It's just like a, a mosaic, this beautiful thing. And what makes a mosaic or a tapestry beautiful is the differences. It's not a solid color. I love looking out in this house right now. We're not all the same color. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Dreams coming true every day for me. Some of y'all don't talk like a country bumpkin like me. You know, some of y'all from up north and you talk a little different and we have to like really pay attention to what, what is he saying? I'm trying to get better at it. I love this African proverb. It said, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. You can only make it so far by yourself. Now, you might get there quicker, but you will never become all that God has created you to be apart from the family that he's put you in. And I know that we get, we, we come to, you know, some of y'all sitting there right now, I can, I can see it. I can feel it. Of like, no, no, you don't understand. Like I, that church that I was a part of that time, like I'm burnt, Gunner. You don't understand. Like I'm, 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 I'm burnt. Like I, I experienced some spiritual abuse. 
Can I tell you something? Spiritual abuse is real. I've heard some of your stories, and I don't think I'd like church very much either if I had lived what you went through. But I also know this. We can't call being called to account for our behavior and our actions. We can't call that church abuse. At some point, we got to say, okay, I'm going to move past how I feel about the body of Christ. And because I am part of the body of Christ, I'm going to embrace it. Even if it hurts, even if it feels bad, even if it, if it feels dangerous, vulnerability is what's going to heal you. Coming from somebody who's been down that road, like if you don't ever open up your heart, open up your life to other people, you're going to stay in bondage. And God wants you free today. He's Jesus the healer and he's here. And you know how he heals sometimes? He puts us in family. He puts us in family. And so, did I mention communities are starting today? Like the signups are open? Like it's just a very applicable way to follow what Jesus is saying right now. Like just, yes, it's scary. Who has walked up in somebody's house for a community before that you didn't know? And you're like, I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know if my kid's going to act a fool or not. Like I'm really nervous about coming up in here. I love Tracy shared her testimony last night at the worship team dinner. She was like, I had a panic attack in the car. Like I'm, I don't, I like coming into church years ago, I was so scared of what I was going to find when I came in, but then I was welcome. And Andrea reached out to me and she, she took me alongside and just loved on me and everything. And that's, that's the story over and over and over and over. And listen, it's going to be, you're going to be nervous. You're going to be, it's going to be scary to get in community. It's going to feel a little bit dangerous, but if you'll be, if you'll be brave and if you'll have some courage if you'll say, you know what, this is best for me. How many, how many loves go to the doctor? Nobody? <laughs> Olivia loves it, right? But it's good for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't like going to the dentist. I, I hate it. I'd rather go to the doctor than the dentist. But I sit down in the chair, and I know that I need them to help me. Because <laughs> I don't floss very well. But I need that, even though it's uncomfortable and it's scary, and I'm like, I'm sweating the whole time. Like, not, and see, communities aren't that way. They're fun. <laughs> but, but, but this is where we're going to grow. Where there's no challenge, there's no growth. Where you at, Dawson? There you are. I'm always going to use you for my workout illustration. You're welcome. But, like, I'm not going to build muscle just, build, just with this water bottle. What do I have to do? I got to have some resistance. And so a lot of times in the kingdom, the things that we don't want to walk into because ooh, it just feels bad. That's what we need to do. That's really where we need to be. That is the direction we need to be walking. And so honors expressed in covenant. And, um, and then I, I'm just going to skip all my points and get to the, get to the, maybe the last two here. Honor is expressed in conflict. You say, well, a culture of honor, a place where honor is being um, lived out, is not void of confrontation. In fact, I don't think you can have a place that honors people without confrontation. 
where there is no confrontation or conflict, I think it's because everybody's faking it. Like when you show up real, there's going to be some friction. I had a guy tell me one time, me and my wife have never had an argument. Never had an argument. Like, never had a disagreement? No. Mm-mm. I mean, they got kids like 8, 10, 9, 19 years old. Like, you've been married like over 10 years and you never had an argument. No, we all agree on everything. Somebody's been manipulated into silence is what's happening in that situation. Because when you show up real and genuine and authentic, there will be friction And when you get some powerful people in the same environment, there's going to be friction. There's going to be, there's going to be some, uh, some ideas about how things should be. And it's okay. But sometimes what, we, what happens is we, we run into conflict and we're like, ooh, ooh, like, I don't want that. That's scary. You want to see that again? Listen, I just turned 40. I can't be doing stuff like that. I just, I, I regretted it immediately because now my foot is hurting a little bit. So, but when I feel the, when I feel that friction, you know what? I have a responsibility to do in the body of Christ to not run, but actually walk right into it because that's where unity happens. That's where unity happens. You said that's hard. Man, if you haven't found out this is hard yet, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking the news to you. It's hard. It's messy. You get your feelings hurt with people because people are people. You've been ugly to people. They've been ugly to you. It's just, it's part of life. But are we going to run from it? I'm, I'm telling you, if you run from conflict, you will run until the day you die. Because you're always going to be face-to-face with conflict and confrontation. But what if, a, what if people decided, I don't agree with her, and she actually has hurt me through some things that she said or done, but I'm going to pull close instead. What would happen if we did that? What would happen if, like, if, if I have beef against somebody, and instead of holding it in and just letting it eat me alive... What if I came to the person and said, hey, this is what's going on in my heart. And I'm not saying you did this and you do that. No, I'm saying this is how I feel. What if we, what if we misspoke in a community group or something after church or, or something out in the lobby and we just kind of told a joke? This is something that happened recently. Just, you know, told, told a joke and it, it hurt somebody in the group. And somebody says, hey, I don't like that you said that. Instead of going, I don't care what anybody thinks what I say. Instead of having that attitude, maybe we say, hey, I'm really sorry I hurt you by saying that. That was not my intention. Like, what if we just had the conversation? I appreciate that so much. When people are just honest with me. Is that hard? Yeah. But you're either going to do that or run for the rest of your life. Have the conversation, have the conversation, have the talk. This is how honor is expressed. Galatians 6, verse 1 and 2. Brothers, if anyone's caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual, restore him in a spirit of gentleness. 
Keep watch on yourself lest you be tempted too. Bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. Confrontation is not about condemnation. It's about restoration. It's about calling people up into who they really are in God. I was telling the worship team this morning, there have been moments in my life where I have been a hot mess. I have been a, I have been, I've made some bad choices. I've been a jerk. I've been dumb. And people still gave me a, a shot. People still gave me a chance. I think about the opportunities that people put in front of me. And I don't know that I would have given that 20-year-old gunner that opportunity, if I'm honest. But honor sees something deeper. And honor calls out greatness in people. And so I can see the dirt. I can see the junk. That's not hard. It doesn't take a spiritual gift to see the junk in somebody's life. But it does take a willingness to see people differently, to see, be able to honor somebody and call out what you see. And say what you see. Can I just encourage y'all? Say what you see. Don't just think about it. Send them the text. Tell them why you're thankful for them. Tell them that you love them. Like, why are we holding all that in? Men, I think sometimes we hold in a lot that if we would open our mouths to our kids, if we would open our mouths to our spouses, it would change. There is power on your tongue, guys. There is power there. The things that we say matter. And so honor is expressed in conflict, and it's also expressed in community. I love this quote that I heard a few years ago. Value them first, evaluate second. Value first. Evaluate second. Help people live up to their potential, not your expectations. Sometimes we, we um, it's really easy to try to impose our strengths on other people. Like we know what our strengths are and so we see the weakness. Oh, well, they wish they were like me. We do that whether we call it that or not. That's how we think about people. But what if we saw those weaknesses and we saw potential behind it and we begin to call it out? Change people's lives. People's done it for you. People have done it for me. It's changed my life. Jesus empowered some guys that were jacked up. I mean, they were not ready. <laughs> Jesus said, I want you to I don't want you to take a bag or money or anything like that. I just want you to go. I want you to preach the kingdom, gospel of the kingdom. I want you to heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. And they're like, us? Like, we've been fishing and cussing a little bit. <laughs> you know, like, are you sure? And Jesus is like, I want you to go. And they come back and they're flipping out because they're like, oh my gosh, it works. And then there was just a taste of what would happen when the Holy Spirit came and lived inside of them and filled them up and they went out and changed the world. But Jesus, here, here, here's the thing, like in leadership, if I got some leaders in the room, some bosses, some uh, leaders, you lead a team in this place or you, you lead people. If you're, if you're a parent, you lead your family. 
Um, some of you are leaders among your fr friend groups. If you, if you find yourself in leadership, one of the hardest things to do is empower others because of insecurity. Because somebody comes along more gifted than you are and you get threatened. Or, I think about insecurity. Jesus was so secure in his identity and who he was that he sent out people who were not ready to represent his name. They could have flatly ruined his reputation, by the way. Was he concerned? No. Because he was secure in his identity. He knew. He heard the Father's voice. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He empowered people anyway. So honor at its very core is believing the best about somebody. Looking past the junk and seeing right to the heart of who they are. And so as we're kicking off communities, as we're getting ready to, to, to host people in our homes, as we're getting ready to, to come to, to show up to community, not knowing really what we're getting into, I want you to think of it this way. How can we outdo one another this semester of communities? Outdo each other in honor. I mean, we've all had those days where it's a rough day at work, and we got that call from the school, and it's just been... It's been a day, and we got community tonight, and we all get in the car, and it's like, okay, here we go, you know? But we show up. What if our mindset was, when I walk in this place, I'm going to encourage the snot out of somebody. <laughs> like, I'm going to beeline it to somebody, and I'm going to speak what I see. Whether somebody honors me or not, I'm going to honor somebody. What about at your work? You say, I don't want to honor nothing, folks. That's why you're there. You're to bring the hope of Jesus. And, and I'm telling you this, nobody wants you Jesus if you're ugly all the time. But if you honor people, you value people, that's why, Je that's why people flock to Jesus. Sinners wanted to be around him. It's because he valued them. He didn't say, no, you live like you want to. But he valued them. So, two questions. Who believed in you at your worst? That place where you were just really, really low. But that person still encouraged you, still loved you. They still gave you that opportunity when you didn't deserve it. Now, who are you doing that for? Who in your life is in that place where you want to push away, but they need you? They need honor. Some of the people in our lives are one call away from breakthrough in their life. And it could come out of your mouth. All right. Was that good? Was that helpful? That's the way to land a message, right? All right. Robin, Savannah, come on up. And Flory. Is she in, are they out there? There they are. Let's just come down here. <clears throat> Lead team, I want you guys to come up here and... Um, and just get around them. 
Come on right here. And then what we're going to do, hey, come on in the middle so we don't make these speakers. Hey. <laughs> this is Flory and Savannah and Rob uh, Driggers. These guys were in our youth group back in Alabama, and now they've made other people. It's like, what happened? So, um, yeah. And so these guys, ever since I've known them, they've had a heart for the, the continent of Africa. And they've been there a few times, and they've just always just been burning for just the people there and what God has for them. And um, I mean, from day one, y'all were always burning for Africa. And so these guys have an opportunity to go to the nation of Burundi and um, just pour out the love of Jesus to the people there. You are a mess. <laughs> Sitting here making faces at me. I can't concentrate what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, goodness. But, um, but yeah, so 2016. So, number one, we really lean into prophetic words around here. Like, they've been so precious. Like, the Lord will just give you a heads up about what he's going to do sometimes. And um, we just steward, we try to steward those well honor that, guard that. And there was a, before the dwelling was even the dwelling, back in 2016, I was in prayer one day and I had this, this mental picture, this vision, whatever you want to call it, of fiery arrows being launched out of the eastern United States to Africa and then to Europe. And it was like this, I had seen this thing before where it showed the ships leaving Africa on the slave routes, the slave trade. And in my mind, I thought like it's a reversal and it's like exporting freedom. And I've, I'd always felt like there would be, we would send people to the nations. I mean, obviously when God moves in people, they get a heart for the nations. That's just, I mean, that's the great commission, right? And so um, I think these guys are some of the flaming arrows. I think they're the first fruits of many flaming arrows that we're going to be able to, to, to launch out into the nations. And so knowing that, I just want to, I want us to pray and I want us to gather around this family and um, lead team. Y'all just come on and make it like a circle around them. Y'all get in the middle. I want you to, <clears throat> and then just stretch your hands. And if you're up close, if you want to come up, come up, just come pray. And, uh, We're just going to take a moment and just. Uh... Yes. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of, some of you guys have been part of our global missions giving is going to support these guys. But also some of you have been very generous as well. And I say I would say that that's a good way to just. Just bless these guys today if the Lord um, lays it on your heart. Leah, won't you? Oh, okay, awesome. Thank you, Lord, for the driggers. Um, I have had a an, an opportunity to live with them about a year ago. Um, and 
being able to watch the intimate love that they have for your people in Africa is electric. Um, it is something where I don't understand it, and I and I don't I don't know if I ever will, and that's okay. But they do, and if you ever hear them talk about, you know, the nations, they love it more there than they do here. And I think for missionaries, that's so important. Yes. Not that they don't love America, but, but God, you have just placed a burning sensation in their heart wow. to go. And to when you hear them talk about it, you're like, oh, yay, me too. And then you're like, wait, hold on. I don't, I don't feel that way. <laughs> um, but, Lord, I'm, I'm thankful that you have these, these two people who intimately love you and intimately love your people who need to be loved by you, who don't get it often. Um, and Lord, I'm thankful that they have brought other humans into this world to do that alongside them, that they are building not only their own little family, God, but they are going to adopt children um, that, that don't look like them to love you. Um, and, and Lord, I'm thankful for their friendship. God, I'm thankful that I have friends who want to go and serve you in places that are really, really hard. And Lord, um, as they go, God, I pray that allergies would cease. Um, I pray that any hindrance, any concern for bodily uh, illness, God, that that would just subside. Lord, that you just create a miracle in wherever they're going. It's a hard prayer to pray because I don't want to see friends leave. But Lord, it's the right prayer. And so, Lord, I just pray that, that everything goes smoothly, God, that customs go smoothly, yeah. that, that their yeah. flight goes smoothly. Lord, I just pray for peace over Flory. God, I pray that she would sleep in Jesus' name. Oh, Jesus, sleep. <laughs> uh, not just on the plains, but while they're in Burundi, Lord. And I just pray for their friendships with, what's Claude and who? Ruth and Claude, Ruth and Claude God. Would you just bless them also? Um, that their harvest is ready and that they are just waiting for their friends to be there to, yeah, yeah, to help yeah. uh, uh, harvest what is good. Yeah. And God, I'm just thankful that, that they're the ones we're sending. Yeah. I wouldn't want to send anyone else. I wouldn't want to partner with anybody else. I wouldn't want to have to say bye and it be hard with anybody else, Lord. So, Lord, I'm thankful for them and I'm thankful for the yes that they made years ago. God, that this is the reality that they are going to live in, that it will be easy, that there will be no hindrance, Lord. Um, but I'm thankful for their faithfulness because they have been faithful a long time here, a very long time. They've set roots here that they did not want to set, but Lord, you have just still been faithful to them. So Jesus, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that they, that they are in a pot. They're not rooted in the ground, but they're in a pot rooted, you know, and so that it'll be easy to transfer over. And so Jesus, would you just, would you just transfer them in, in an easy way, in a peaceful way, Lord? God, and I pray for their family, their actual families, Lord, that you would just, that their families would bring peace to them, that their mommies and daddies, God, that they would just be like, say yes with them. Because I know that's hard. Grandparents are hard. They don't want to say bye to their babies. But Lord, I, I just pray for peace over them. And would you just wreck their lives, Jesus? Mm. And thank you, Lord, for them and what they've done at this church. 
In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to anoint... We're going to anoint these guys with oil. Specifically, there's um, there's a need for healing in Rob's back. <laughs> and we don't need to go to Africa with a back hurting all the time. Okay. So in the name of Jesus, we command all pain to leave right now. We speak healing into Rob's back, into his spine. In the name of Jesus, back be healed. Vertebrae be healed. Strengthen. In the name of Jesus. And we just pray just a fresh fire, a fresh fire on them, Lord, just that they would be that burning, flaming torch to launch across the ocean to take your gospel. In the name of Jesus, we ask it. Amen. 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 All right. So everybody stand to our feet. We're going to be dismissed. But here's what I want to do. If you're not a community leader and you're up here, uh, lead team, and you can come up and pray for people, I want to open up the... um, just the altar for some healing prayer ministry or any kind of ministry that you need as far as prayer, okay? Um, but if you're community leader, make sure you go out there and do your thing, okay? All right, so in the name of Jesus, I bless you guys, and we love you. Have a great week. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did today. Y'all have a good one. Come up and receive prayer. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more information, visit thedwellingchurch.org.